0: You're listening to The Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos.
1: Many Americans think staying busy is the mark of productivity and success. This mentality is taking a toll on our physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Seventy-four percent of parents said they felt too busy to enjoy life. Marianne Howard felt that if she wasn't moving, she wasn't productive. I have a frantic soul. I'm easily torn in multiple directions with varying priorities. I tend to overthink and overanalyze, wondering if I'm currently doing what I should be doing. Now, she says, in our hurried culture, your life's purpose is determined by what you do. God's idea of purpose is not about doing. It's about who you are becoming. This is exactly what my husband and I literally were just talking about this morning. Unbelievable timing once again. Tina Griffin here, host of the Counterculture Mom Show. Thank you for joining us today. Grab a pillow and take a breather because this week we're focusing on rest with author and speaker, Marianne Howard. Marianne, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, you look rested. Are you getting a lot of rest? (laughs) I'm trying, I'm fighting. I cannot believe I'm reading your questions as I'm getting you ready for the production. I'm like, what? 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 My husband and I literally were talking about this last night and this morning about running around four kids. We seem to can't get restful sleep. I had three hours last night, plastered on makeup. I hope it looks like I got at least six hours. About four hours the night before. And I don't like racing through life. I was telling him, I don't want to look back and be like, looking at it like it's a blur. Yeah. Once again, America, you're watching a personal counseling session with Marianne (laughs) and I as I try to get my life in order. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. All right, let's just dig right in here. This is absolutely hilarious because I physically have done this about 10 times in my life. Hilarious and not hilarious. You share a story about driving your car on empty. What did your son say to you and what's the spiritual connection?
2: So I have a new driver and in my household and yes, I I live in a constant state of empty and it's not just, empty in terms of the gas tank is empty. It's like literally my body, soul, mind, everything is just empty. And so many times when we're driving, when our gas tank is on empty, we we think, how far can we push this? How far is this car really going to go before it, it runs out of gas? And, you know, in the early years of me driving, you couldn't test that. Cars would die on you in the middle of the road if you push that. And now you may have a little bit more grace. You turn off the air, roll down the windows, and you think maybe you're going to make it. Uh, But we've got to be really careful because I think oftentimes we live our lives that way, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And we try to push ourselves to the end of our rope literally, and try to push and push and push and not refuel and refill. And so when you're trying to invest in your kids, invest in your marriage, invest in even your career, you don't have much left because you're on fumes.
1: Yes. That's all I can say is yes. I want to grab a pillow now and sleep sideways or just stay awake, but like rest while you're talking to me today. I am right there. And there's a couple of things that are flying through my brain. Number one, sometimes I feel selfish if I take time for myself. What do you have to say to that? You know, there's a passage that has really shaped me this year. And I write about it in, in the book. And
2: it's Song of Solomon 1 verse 6. And it says, they made me keeper of the vineyard, but my own vineyard I have not kept.
1: Oh, oh uh, wow,
2: that hurts. That's really powerful. And it's a new one to me, to be honest with you. And so often as a mother and as a wife and as a ministry leader and as a a woman in a career, I... I work really hard at making sure my kids' spiritual vineyards are thriving. I make sure all of my friends' spiritual vineyards are thriving. I make sure everyone in my life's vineyards are thriving. But when I pause and I take a look at my own life, and I look inside of my own vineyard, inside the gate that God's given me, my soul, my heart, I start to look and go, oh my goodness, there's overgrowth. There's there's foxes that have crept in underneath the gate. And, you know, I think you're you're so transparent, and honest and real and feeling shame about that of like, is it OK for me to take care of myself? If you're listening and, and watching this, I want to just say to you, yes, yes, we can't pour jesus into others we can't pour into the things that god's entrusted us with if we're ourselves not communing with him he's the giver of rest he created it he gives it we don't muster it up ourselves he's the giver and so we've got to work out of rest instead of thinking we've got to work to it if that makes sense
1: It completely makes sense. And you know, the seventh day of creation, God rested. And I was talking to my husband about that as well. We're both recognizing the fact that what is that about 15 to 18% of that week was on rest. I'm just like throwing some math out there. Hopefully I'm close because I not rested. Um, But I don't rest enough. And when I'm physically sitting and resting, my brain will not shut mm-hmm. off and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not even like worry oh my gosh I was like, it's usually i got this idea i got that idea and i'm like i sometimes i say out loud lord stop pouring into my head like mm-hmm. but but it's just ideas that come to me and uh, he's like well rest i'm just giving you some ideas you don't have to do it immediately um so that's tough okay i'm throwing some curveball questions in the mix because once again it's a personal counseling session i want to get as much as i can out of you today how do you know what to cut out of your schedule so you can fit in more time for rest? Okay, when so all of I'm, it when all of it seems important. Sure. So I am in the
2: marketing world in my career, and so I do a lot of data research. And I want to share some data with you because I think this is the diagnosed heart piece to answer your question. So this is just some information about families, and we've got to see these numbers because when we when we see these numbers, we realize okay, this is what's compromising my walk with God rest it's compromising me on, on, in every way. So number one, 51% of parents spend upwards of five hours a week driving their kids around.
1: Oh no, no taxicab driver. I, that's horrible. Fifty-one okay. percent. That is so much Let, let's take that and dissect that beast. It might be a 52 episode series here with this, with this situation today, with this topic. What can we do to curb that if you can't have your 12-year-old drive a car and get themselves to where they got to go? Sure. I think you've got
2: to maximize, for me specifically, I have to maximize um, the car rider line as a place of rest. So I do create margin to leave early, to go sit in that car line a little longer, to give myself time to connect with God. And I walk through in the book strategies for spiritual disciplines, four basic ones on silence, stillness surrender and solitude, just understanding spiritual disciplines, those basic spiritual disciplines. You can do that wherever you are. You can do that in a parking lot. You can do that in the car line before you pick up your kids. So, but you've got to create margin to say, you know what, this is going to be a space. It's going to be a sanctuary for me to be with God. And I think a lot of times we define rest as sleeping, which it is, it plays a part. God celebrates and does a big work in our lives when we sleep. But I think we've got to be careful not to just define rest as sleeping, but I'm talking about soul rest. I'm talking about going to the giver of rest. I'm talking about setting your roots in and your mind into the giver of rest and letting him renew you in totality.
1: I love that. Okay. So you're saying go a little bit sooner in the car lane. What if you got four kids? that have four different activities after school, do you tell two of them, sorry, your childhood's going to be trashed, you're not going nowhere, I can only handle two kids with their activities? And here's what also drives me nuts with a uh, a separate little branch off of that question. It used to be when you and I were kids, if you were in baseball, you had one or two practices a week, usually one, and you played one game on a Saturday morning. Now it's baseball, three hours of practice, five days a week, dinner's all, and it's like the parents are like, ah, um, because they never see their kids. So how would you suggest to put that balance in place so we can have more parents keep more of their hair? Sure. Okay. So just to come behind
2: exactly what you're saying, I'm going to give you a couple more numbers. It's perfect. Okay. the, The average family of four does seven loads of laundry per week. Yes. The dishwasher is loaded and unloaded 14 times per week but give or take depending on your family dynamics and how often you eat out in and all of those things and season of life. Okay. Homework is taking families an average of five hours per work per kid based on whatever you've decided for your child in terms of schooling. Okay. Here's, here's, here's the crazy piece of this 37 minutes, 37 minutes is now the time that we're spending together as a family
1: daily. And you know what most of the time is? Discussing who slapped who and who took someone's shirt and arguments and reorganizing the same stuff you told them 42 times about who does what chore. So you're left with about three minutes of apology at the very end of uh, quality somewhat family time. You know what? This is a perfect time for commercial break because now I'm frustrated. We gotta have you give me, give me some answers here because what you're describing, minus the 14 loads of dishes, but we're close. What's going on at the Griffin households? We're gonna talk more about these top issues in America here right after this.
3: We have four principles. First amendment, second amendment, right to life, military and first responders. My name's Scott, I'm with Patriot Mobile. What is going on with all the woke companies in this country? It seems like everybody has completely lost their minds, right? No more. This is called voting with our dollars. We need to start prioritizing our beliefs and our values over convenience and comfort. And this is why companies like Patriot Mobile are so important right now. If you have a place to go, put your money, you always want to put it with somebody that's like mine. Of course. I think that's the, that's the beauty of Patriot Mobile. We're a conservative alternative
4: My pronouns are Bible Believer, Gun Carrier, and Mama Bear. We are the nation's only Christian conservative wireless provider.
0: Switch today at PatriotMobile.com. For free activation, use promo code TINA.
3: We're a well-funded Christian entertainment company that's making world-class games for children. And what we're doing is unique because we're building top-notch gaming content that competes with the top of the stuff on the App Store but that contains God's truth. Whether it's games that are biblical or games that come out of a new world we've created called the Rimverse. I was looking out at the world and I got bothered by a few things. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for children, which exactly parallels the rise of social media on smartphones. I noticed that for the first time in American history, less than half of Americans go to church. While over 60% of people in this country, over 40, believe in God, that for children, it's only 32%. As a parent, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents out there that we hear this from that want the True Play solution, there's nowhere they can take their kids to deliver them high-quality entertainment, something that they're actually going to enjoy and use, but that also contains God's truth, that contains the values that they hold dear. Head over to TruePlayGames.com to learn
1: more. Um, what can we do with what you just described in a somewhat chaotic situation In the households in America today with those stats, that is absolutely a realistic picture when only 37 minutes is spent with quality family time with families. How can we flip that around?
2: Yeah, I I like to look at it in uh, a word picture of the game Jenga. You know, with the game Jenga, you know, you've got got your bricks stacked. And here's the thing that's happening with us as families and moms and dads um, is that when we pull... From the bottom of the stack to put it at the top of the stack, that is you saying yes to certain things. Every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something or someone else. And and we need to sit with that. We need to rest in that. We need to lean forward into that because every time you or your children say yes to something or someone, you're saying no to something or someone else. So I think first things first is we've got to slow down. We have to slow down to see. So the pace of your life matters. And so if your kids have said yes to a million things and you've said yes to a million things, then then you've got to slow down to identify where is there even room for me to check with God about these yeses. I've heard a great friend say to me this great wisdom that in, in college, and I didn't get it until later in life. Marianne, you've got to learn how to say no to the good things and yes to the God things.
1: Yes. I There's absolutely, a difference. There is absolutely a difference. And, um, you know, here's just a case in point. One of my kids was interested in playing baseball and we talked about it. And I, I want him to learn teamwork and have fun and he needs to get outdoors and hang out with his friends. I totally get it. But then the more we talked about it, he's like, mom, I'm not going to play professional baseball like that's not going to be where I'm pursuing. So now he's wanting to take architecture classes. He's great at art. So we're having him invest in one or two key things during his school time. That's going to be where he believes God is leading him. Yes, as a 13 year old. But it took us the process because he could have joined three sports and done all this stuff. But I'm thinking, is he ever going to become a professional baseball player? No. You know, he doesn't even watch baseball. So we had to kind of analyze that and figure it out and try to give each kid at least something that they can hone in on with the skills God gave them to combat the hard stuff that they have to do for school that they might not enjoy. We got to get some enjoyment in there where they're hanging out with other kids that are involved with the same kind of stuff. So we're not doing 14 activities per child. And um, I'm not stressed when I have those precious Mm -hmm. hours on the weekend to hang out with my kids where I'm sleeping until noon because I'm exhausted throughout the week. And that's the one day I get to hang out with my kids. You're so right. I'm constantly analyzing, but I do overanalyze the same issue you've got. I've got. So I'm glad you're here to help me out with that mess. Um, Quick question going back to the empty car. I can't even tell you the handful of times over the years of where I did that. I'm on Highway 405 heading to the uh, um, LAX airport to catch a flight. I'm on E. It runs out of gas. And I'm in the fast lane, the six-lane freeway. I have to get over, I'm out of gas, the car stopped. I have to get over, I crawled up the hill, get into the gas station. I'm like, please let it turn to a green. It did. My, my car stopped with literally the pump, barely able to reach into that tank. What mm. do I do? I repeat it again about a half a year later. So my question is, why do you think people run on empty realize they shouldn't and still go back there again. They're not making the right changes to see different results. Help us with that process. Cause I know everybody out there is saying, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah. So here's a couple things um, that I want to bring out.
2: Hurry is always going to disturb your intimacy with God. Mm. Hurry is going to always distract and divide. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about distraction here in a minute. Hurry is always going to distract and divide us. Hurry feeds discontentment. It feeds it. It feeds discontentment. Hurry. And this is this is the answer to your question. Hurry drives self-sufficiency. This is about control.
1: This is about. Oh, my gosh. You dropped an atomic bomb. (laughs) Say that phrase one more time. I got I'm going to make it a tattoo and put it somewhere on me. It hurry drives self-sufficiency and it's
2: about control and what this is when we press ourselves, our hearts and our minds and our lives to empty, it really is saying it's operating in autonomy from God. We're saying, I know better. I sustain and hold the world. I have control. And so I'm going to say yes to all of these things because number one, I'm allowing my identity, value, and worth to be determined by being in demand, which is very dangerous. And I spent an entire chapter trying to help you understand who God says that you are because you are not what you do. You're not what you do. Correct. You're not, your Jesus. you're not, you're a child of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has given you every ability. He has given you everything that you are wired to do. He's done that. He gives you energy. He gives you breath. He makes you blink.
1: <laughs> so so here's my follow-up question to that. I, I don't have this problem. I know, I know other people got this problem. Uh, you know, I talk about other problems in the program, but that is the problem that I see a lot of people have is they base their identity on what they do. Um, so how can we have a person find out what their skill set is or find the right career so they're not questioning is what I'm currently doing what God wants me to do? Like how do you have clarity on that so a person knows that they're not doing something good when they could have something from God?
2: Yes, great question. I think. So a couple things, number one, in my 20s, the language that I would use a lot in my 20s in my focus was career, career, career. As I'm getting older and I'm spending time practicing these spiritual disciplines and pressing into the Lord and and trying to understand and know scripture and know him intimately, it's a shift from career to calling.
1: Oh, wow, I love it. it.
2: Thinking, when when you think about your 20s, it's like, and those of you that are listening and watching, You're you're in this hustle, grind, prove. You're in that mentality as a career person of, I've got to hustle. I've got to prove my worth. I've got to be better and stronger and all these things. And it's very career-minded. That's the way of the world. But the way the kingdom is calling, no matter what it is, if you're in the marketplace, if you're at home loading the dishwasher, if you're homeschooling your kids, if you're an Uber driver, if you shopify whatever it is that you do there has been a huge shift as i've learned to rest and value rest and spend time in his presence it has shifted my thinking of career and strive tirelessly to calling i've equipped you this is what you get to do i'm gonna give you what you need to accomplish
1: it do do you see the difference in the two i absolutely see the difference and I'm so thankful, not that I have everything figured out. There's a lot of stuff I'm still working on today, but I'm so thankful. And I remind myself and thank God so often that I found my calling when I was 16. It was really, really quick for me. But I also told the Lord when I first placed my faith, I told the Lord, yeah, I'm telling him what to do, right? When I placed my faith in the Lord at 16, I said, please don't let me be a benchwarmer Christian. Please show me immediately what the calling is that you want for me. Direct my path. Make it clear. Don't make me wait too long. I don't want to waste time on drawing people to you. And I can honestly say, I just got chills saying that out loud. I can honestly say that God usually answers my prayers very quickly. But it's not always what my prayers are. I really want this. God might answer it by saying, that's not it. I have this over here instead. And I have to be cognizant of that and constantly walking with the Lord. And sometimes I have to ask him two or three times, can you confirm that? Again, because I think I heard you, but that's crazy. Quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Marianne about how to get our hands on that book all about rest right after
4: this. Here are seven signs you may have a parasite. My biggest issue because I did have parasites was teeth grinding, skin irritation, and unexplained digestive issues. The other indication that you could have a parasite is eating after 7 pm and craving sugar. My name is Kim. I'm the worm queen and the inventor of the Parify kit. Let's go over it. Parify, it's your parasite cleanse. Sustain, it's your candida and your bad bacteria cleanse. Metal flush. It's your heavy metal detox. Cinnabin, it's your binder. You take Parify and Metal Flush three times a day and Sustain two times a day. You can take them all together. The kit comes with instructions. Cinnabin is your binder and you take that at night. We have a nut-free option. We ship worldwide. The Parify kit is for ages three and up. Use Tina as your 10% discount code. Find it on rogersu.com.
3: The Jace Case is a pack of five antibiotics. We put these antibiotics together very purposefully. They were curated in a way that covers the most common as well as the most deadly bacterial infections that you might encounter. In addition, it includes a guidebook to the safe use of the medications that is written in a way that's accessible for most people to be able to look up what their symptoms are and what the proper medication is to take. The idea behind the Jace Case is to allow Everyone to be better prepared medically,
0: to be empowered to care for themselves. Since the pandemic began, our healthcare industry has had to transform from receiving medication to physician visits. Everything changed. Jace Medical is dedicated to providing proper access to medications before you need them. This protects against issues during travel or disruptions with supply chains, natural disasters, and other emergency situations that have proven to overwhelm our healthcare system. Secure your own supply of medication with ease and peace of mind.
4: Use code Tina for a discount at jacemedical.com.
1: Marianne, your book, it's fantastic. Tell us, where do we get the book called Rest? That'll be an easy one to remember. Overcoming Spiritual Fatigue on Amazon, correct? Look at this five star. Yes, yes.
2: Amazon is a great place. Yes, you can also go to my website, Marianne-howard.com. And you you can access it there
1: marianne-howard.com everybody look at that look at that fun photo you look well rested sister We can book you for speaking. We can uh, look at your blog. You've got a speaking schedule on here. Sign up for your newsletter. Share this with the masses because there's no one that we don't know that doesn't need more info and advice on rest. Go to counterculturemom.com. If you want to donate to our cause, so it'll help me be able to rest more, click on that pink donate button top of the page. I'm not joking. Not trying to slip that in the mix. Literally, it'll help me rest more because I could be able to hire an assistant. All these emails coming in every single week, but that's okay. We love hearing from you guys. Donate to our cause, counterculturemom.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say, and uh, we'd love to have you partner with us. Marianne, don't move, not even for a nap. I need you back here in about five minutes. Everybody out there, make it a great day. Our ministry of over two dozen committed grandparents, parents, and yes, even teens exists because of your prayers and donations. If you are not currently a partner with us and would love to help us reach more people through the production of this show or through live speaking events, you can give through our website counterculturemom.com by clicking on the pink donate button at the top of the page. Your donations will greatly help us reach more and more people via radio, TV, podcasting, and all the rest. It also helps us cover the cost of reaching thousands of students at schools and conferences throughout America. We received this email 20 years ago from a student when I spoke at our school assembly. Hi, Tina, my name is Kim, and you came to my school to speak. I just wanted to tell you how much you inspired me. I've always wanted to be someone to make a difference in people's lives in the way that isn't cliche or by the book. Lately, I've been sort of questioning what I want to do with my life, but you reminded me today. And we want to continue doing that as the Counterculture Ministries team. Once again, if you'd like to donate and help us reach more of America's future leaders, just go to counterculturemom.com and click on that pink donate button. Thank you for helping us reach more people in this critical hour.
0: Thanks for joining us for the Counter Culture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled.